Yes, we're fronted up again for another episode of the Big Footy Blues podcast. We figure if you're going to keep listening, then we're going to keep talking. I'm ODN, and allow me to introduce the rest of our gang who walk the walk and talk the talk. Hey, Shandog. Hello, how you doing? Happy dude, how are you? Yeah, I'm getting there. And the biggest comeback since the 1970 grand final, it's Mimi! <laughs> Welcome back. Thanks. I just imagined myself running through a banner and I got really excited. Yeah. <laughs> all the, all, and I'm high fiving you all. All the smoke coming out the race. What's going on with that lately? I hadn't noticed that everyone's doing that now. It's actually yeah, really it's appropriate. A- Daniel Menzel back tonight. Maybe back tonight. Yes. Oh, what a yeah. night for comebacks. Oh, look, I reckon she's going to be kicking a few goals too. So we'll see. <laughs> you guys. Let's just. <laughs> It's, oh, look, I can't wait any longer. This is launch into it with a bit of blues news. <laughs> you dig it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, look, I said the big news around the Carlton Football Club at the moment um, is the appointment of a new senior coach. Yes, the world's worst-kept secret. Brendan Bolton has been appointed Carlton coach for a period of zero years, uh, apparently, because there's no contract. Um, Weird, 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 weird. Um, uh, John Barker was very close second and uh, apparently quite disappointed. Um, What do we think about the appointment, though, guys? Every time we have a bit of news and you introduce it, you always say it was the worst kept secret. So I'm starting to think we're the worst secret keepers. Ooh, <laughs> that's breaking news. Yeah. Sneaky, sneaky leakers? No, they, look, they narrow it down a little bit. You get, I mean, Stuart Jew obviously said, I withdrew from the position after he was told we didn't want him. Um, and <laughs> a bit like certain so, people, like Simon Lloyd had out. a. Yeah, Simon Lloyd had a little bit of a sook to brook to Matty Lloyd, who went and. You know, uh, whatever that stupid show is, they do, and um, and um, and they said, do a no, show. he's out. Uh, him and uh, Caro, um, what's oh. up? We don't, we don't get sure, it up here. Sure, sure, it's a riot. Um. Uh, and um, you know, so so we we kind of it's a little bit of a war of attrition, and we sort of they, they narrow it down to the last few. Um, Scott Burns was apparently a very close third. So, but um, are we happy with um, Brendan Bolton's appointment? I'm, yes. I'm quite happy. Um, is is he's the youngest uh, senior coach currently in the AFL? I know he'd be very close. He's only like aside from um, Maddie, Maddie Egan, who's 32, a uh, uh, caretaker coach at Essendon at the moment. Yeah, but that's only a caretaker, really. Um, yeah. I suppose it does count. And um, is he one of the first appointed uh, senior coaches that didn't play AFL level? Wayne Britton for Carlton. Yeah. Wayne Britton. Ah, yeah. I knew I was forgetting one because I thought he couldn't be the first. Yeah, no, uh, look, you know, Neil Craig, but he played Sample. You know, he was a pretty big star there, but I don't think he played in the AFLs. There's, there's, been, a, there's been a few, but... The yeah, very first I mean, one? Sorry? The very first coach. 
he would need also. Yeah, John. Captain coach would, in those days. He, yeah. he wasn't. No, well, he wasn't even. He wasn't even a footballer. He was a. He was a, a suited um, coach, wasn't he? He was um, um, just an administrator of sorts, and he was uh, he, he won three premierships with Carlton. So yeah, quite that, Yeah. Why don't we go back? We go back to those old days because that seemed to work well for us. What else? What else have we got if we don't have the past? Maybe do at the moment. Anyway. Um, mm. I'm so excited about Bolton. I'm as excited as he is, I think. Um, <laughs> he seems really he, – well, he's got a teaching background, so that should help him with the development of the younger guys and he'll probably be able to – he'll probably have really good communication skills because of that. His press conference was pretty good the other day. Um, it was very professional and he was quite measured. He obviously has a sense of humour, which makes a nice change from coaches of the past, not naming any names. But I think, and what I've been told by Hawthorne supporters is that he can be really ruthless when he needs to be and he's not afraid to set the standard and expect nothing less than that, which is pretty much exactly what we need. So, And I'm so proud that finally for once we followed a process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've got to trust the process. No, Ramal yeah. House was right. It's all about process. It's not his process. In a way. Yeah. No, I'm also glad that we finally stuck, uh, said something and went through with it properly. Um, brand new coach, he gets to mold the team to himself, you know, start at the bottom, build the team, draft, you know, work with Sauce, who's going to help build the list. The board just needs to get the frig away from him and stay in the boardroom and just bicker about their stupid little shit that they do in there. Leave him alone for the next few years. Look, I think they can do that now that they've got the, uh, a better structure in the football yeah. department. I now hope that got, they can do that. Well, look, you know, before they had a lot of tacked on duties, like McKay had tacked on duties, and back when Greg Swan was there, he had tacked on duties and stuff they really shouldn't have been doing. Now that you've got a list manager there, there's another, is there's another sort of level um, mm. of interference, if you like, between the board and the football department and. And I can see, and look, the it was a it was a board's decision to to run this process. They knew they're they're listening, and they've actually uh, followed what we wanted them to do. There's also rumours at the moment that they're looking at um, you know a few changes to the board. And uh, one of the one of the main rumour mongers who um, has a little bit of cred um, at the moment said that. Um, that that's instigated by the board. The changes. It's not like a, a, a challenging ticket or anything to try to over, overturn the board. It's a, the board themselves are, are looking at a bit of renewal and some some interesting names about to come on. So we'll see what happens there. But if they're actually looking at and going, you know what, um, we have fallen down a few area, areas, and uh, you know, Emlo's um, only been there um, just over a year or so. So we can only judge him on that on that year, not the three or four years he's been on the board in total. Um, I don't know, there's some pretty decent noises yeah. coming out there at the moment, some sort of self-evaluation and self-discipline. No, I'm certainly hoping so. It, it looks a lot better, like all the processes from the outside, people having like proper set roles and stuff, but like obviously five senior coaches in the last 15 years doesn't fill me with confidence until I actually start seeing the results. I think I just need, they need to get my confidence back in them. Yeah, fair yeah, call. Yeah, fair call. Look, um, John Barker um, did a fairly good job as um as caretaker coach it was you know one of those it was interesting to to hear that Carlton basically said look you know we we look after our quality staff he's a quality he's a quality person and we want to look after him um and it seems that when he took on the caretaking job there may have been a bit of a clause in there 
whereby he was still guaranteed a job regardless of what happened with the senior coaching job. Um, but obviously, you know, he's a little bit disappointed. He's going to coach out the last two games of the season and make up his own mind what he wants to do. But Carlton do have a job there for him if he wants it. And word is that um, Brendan Bolton is quite happy for Barks to stay. So it's very different to what you'd normally see in such a competitive coaching process. I'd like to think that they're both sort of mature enough to put the whole going for the same job job thing aside because it does happen in, in large companies. You know, two people will go for the same role and then they have to work together after that. And Barker did a really good job. I know he didn't get as many wins as what we would have liked, but he got us a couple and he got some guys playing that we were desperate to be played all year. Um, and he just had them looking re-energized and like they, the players were enjoying their footy more. So he did a good job. He didn't, you know, do anything that did his um, future prospects any harm. So hopefully whatever he decides to do um, works out really well for him. And I'd like to think that that's a role at Carlton, but I guess he, it's his call. Okay. Um, speaking of the job that uh, John Barker did, let's go straight into the weekend wake. So, last Sunday at the MCG, Carlton 12-6-78 defeated Melbourne 7-13-55. Defeated, I did say that word. We won. <laughs> um, goals for Carlton. Cruiser, four. Walker, three. Cripps, two. Everett, two. And Watson, one. Best for Carlton. Cripps, Cruiser, Tut, Kerno, Murphy and Doherty. Uh, a couple of injuries. Well, actually, I was a shed full of injuries again for Carlton. Um, not all of them are out, but Caswalt uh, uh, was replacing the selected side by by Watson because uh, he still hadn't come up from his knee injury. Menzel with a shoulder, Murphy with a shoulder, Jamison had concussion, and Cruiser uh, injured his back. Um, so Mark Murphy was the worst of those injuries. Um, was putting his shoulder out, and he was replaced in the third quarter by David Allard. Um, what do we think of the win, guys? And was that fairly unexpected with the team we had in? I had uh, a good feeling going into it, actually. I, yeah, thought, I thought we were a chance, too. With a good mm. chance. But then when we started winning, I thought, oh, no, we're going to lose this for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes total sense with us. <laughs> Every time we go, Silas seen tonight. If we get to about 20 points up and we look at each other and we're like, oh, we're going to lose today. <laughs> what, about, what about 50 up? <laughs> well, that made me so nervous. Um, and But, gee, oh, God, I know we all want to probably talk about the same two players, but Cripps and Cruiser, if you don't have a crush on them, you're dead inside. Oh, I thought you were going to say Watson and Allard. Oh, uh, didn't the crowd react positively to Watson? Oh, they did, actually. That was good to see. I was quite happy with that. As yeah. soon as he went near the ball, everyone cheered him, and I yeah. think it was more because of the whole Henderson issue. Yeah, it could be fueled by a bit by that, but maybe our guys... That's, that's just what it felt like to me because he was playing um, forward of the ball. Mm. Um, even though he came in for Casbol, it just felt like when he went near the ball that people were cheering him because even the guy in the cheer squad had the had that banner that said, um, when the going got tough, Hendo got going. Yeah, yeah I saw, saw that. that. <laughs> nice. I was worried Watson would get Bronx cheers, but he didn't. They were actually really supportive of him and I, I was 
I was like so happy that he kicked one goal. I would have liked to have seen a couple more just for his own benefit, but I'll take one. Yeah, like you said, very proud of the Carlton supporters actually for not getting on the uh, the Bronx cheer bandwagon and actually giving him some support. I was actually really happy about that. Yeah, I mean, his goal, his goal was a result of Murphy kick falling short, but he was playing in front. But then he took a really nice uh, one-handed mark, contested yeah, mark, um, um, and, he, and, he, and he had a uh, he, he run down. He ran down somebody in the middle of the ground. Um, the bear hug. It, it, it took about it, it took about half an hour for him to get to him. Um, yeah. uh, they were running in quicksand, but. According to Kringle, he put his afterburners on. <laughs> Give that man poster of the. Uh... It, 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 it was running. His whole his, his upper body was still, and his legs were pumping. His upper body wasn't moving at all, and it's just it was a bobblehead going. Um, it was the funniest thing. Oh. But, uh, the, the funniest, the funniest Carlton player run since um, Manton kicked the goal. Manton. <laughs> Yeah, possibly. It was good, it was good uh, to see a win. It was so good to see Cruiser and Cripps working together. Mm. And then that goal where Jamison got it to Cripps and Cripps somehow, it's like magic. He just managed, I don't know how he does it. There's some footy magic that happens. And then he got it to Cruiser who kicked this amazing goal. And I, oh my God, yeah. my heart just fell out of my mouth because I didn't close my mouth for that long. I was that excited. It was so exciting to watch. Did, didn't Barker say that if he spoke any more about Cripps, his wife would get jealous? <laughs> yeah, his wife would get worried. I'm, oh, t- I'm worried about HBF because there's posters of Cripps all over the house now. Are they on the ceiling? Yes, they are. And that's- <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> there was some beautiful Does he have a little Cripps photo in like the corner of the mirror, like the side of the mirror wedged in? It's for when he's like, doing his hair when or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he, he takes that photo with him to the hairdressers and says, "Make me look like that." <laughs> That's the one. Wallet. wallet, you know where most people put photos of their kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, there were there were a couple of beautiful kicks across the body delivery inside fifty that I really loved. Walker Walker to Cruiser running through the center, running yeah, on his left goal was brilliant, was fantastic, and Bokehurst on on his uh, swinging <sighs> one across the grips well. in the in the square that was fantastic. Yeah. Um, that was you know we don't get players spotting up you know teammates like that very often, so they were they stood right out. And I apologise because I uh, AFL site uh, confused me. Um, the way they've got it written up, it was actually uh, Walker kicked four goals and Cruiser kicked three, not the other way around. Yep. But um, and, but that and then I just mentioned that because um, it was fantastic to see Walker up in his rightful spot and actually kicking goals. Who'd have thought a fifty-plus goal uh, player would actually do okay in the forward line? Yeah, incredible, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, <sighs> well, he's probably not. He, he, he's probably not, he's probably not capable of running around, running around as much as he used to, and you know he's had a lot of share of injuries, so. Um, but, geez, he got out on his bike and got out in front. And yeah, and I, I don't think he's got the leap he used to have either, but he's still um, a prove, he knows where to go to get the ball on a lead or how to and how to crumb and how to kick goals from the set shot or open play. I mean, he's a good medium forward. I think the thing that struck me about the game against Melbourne was that almost everyone played really well. Like, hmm. even... like. I've been critical of Kerno in the past, but I couldn't really criticise him during that game. He just bloody doesn't stop. Um, and and Buckley was really exciting and setting things up well. And Bocorst yeah. probably played his best game 
he um, really came out of his shell a bit and everybody just seemed to be just out there to win. Yeah, the yeah, pressure and, it, and tackling was brilliant right from the start. That's what got us that big lead. We jumped them. Yeah, yeah. Amazing to see. And you just wonder, and I think we were really embarrassed and hurt um, in that game against Brisbane Lions. And um, it just showed the way we came out to just determine to show people that um, we still had some pride there. And, oh, God, that was good to see. And it wasn't about um, possessions. You know, there's some that didn't get too much of the ball, but all the efforts were there from everybody. It's a real team effort. We're going to uh, we're going to leave that, and um, we're going to move on to the next segment. So, close the windows, cover your kids' ears, and brace yourself, because I am proud to announce the return of a favourite segment. It's time for Shandog shouts. I think of myself as a calm and rational guy, despite the love of a good shouty rant every now and again, because, hey, it's cathartic. But even with the passage of a little bit of time now, I'm still really mad about something. Henderson, I'm talking about you. We all know this year has been an absolute abortion, and no doubt this hasn't slipped through the astute minds of some of our players, but your piss-weak efforts culminating in complete disloyalty by turning your back on Carlton stinks worse than Thylacine's seething cauldron of anus. Like a sookie overpaid rat on a sinking ship, you've pulled the pin to join another club to chase even more dollars in the flag, despite Carlton showing faith by playing you game after game while you made Adrian DeLuca look like a fucking superstar. And to think that I had you on the back of my membership card. By the way, thanks so much to Mrs. Henderson for her comments on radio. In the spirit of letting our mums have a say on things publicly, here's my mum's thoughts for you. Get stuffed, Hendo! <laughs> well, there you have it. Carlton needs dedicated and skillful young players to rebuild our team and once again challenge for glory in the future. And you have clearly put that in the too hard basket. I hope the Geelong Medical didn't be too thorough. It's hard to hide a missing heart and nutsack. Thanks for nothing, Henderson. Fuck off. Shut dog! Oh. Holy mackerel, I am flashing your language with foul. Oh. Sorry. But you have to wipe, wipe, oh. wipe your mouth out with soap. I had to make oh. up for the lack of shoutiness. That was just that was from the heart. There was no need for oh. over the top. Oh. That was heart and balls. Oh. <laughs> my mum says I'm not allowed to play with you anymore. <laughs> I think my favourite part of the whole Henderson bullshit is that his mother came out and said, you won't find a man more loyal than Lockie Oh, well, I mean, he's leaving. So obviously everyone who isn't leaving is more loyal than Lockie Henderson. Yeah. Special thanks to um to Mama Shandog too, by the way. That was actually her. That uh, was... <laughs> I'm gonna... Can I get that as a ringtone? <laughs> I mean, people... People have been saying that Henderson was told he was on the trade table and that's why he played shit all year. But to me, that's no excuse. And I'm sure he's not the only person at Carlton who was told, you know, everybody was probably told, you're on the, the, the year is like a year of, of assessing where we are. And at the end of the year, we're going to come together and decide who we'll put on the trade table. And some of them have gone, right, I'll show you. And other ones like Henderson have gone, that's too hard. <laughs> Guys, so, yeah, I completely agree. I, I'm hoping for the largest chunk of uh, football irony since Nathan Buckley said, I don't want to play for Brisbane, I want to chase success at Collingwood, <laughs> and lost two grand finals to them. Yeah, I hope whoever yeah. we get as a pick like from the from the trade 
just turned out to be an absolute gun. Well, Geelong just got smashed by Collingwood, so if he's going there, I don't think he's going to get a flag anytime soon. It would seem unlikely, wouldn't it? They seem to be on the decline, and they are trying to top up for another tilt, but... Yeah, they're going to have a few retire soon, so I don't know that they're quite going to get back up that mountain, so be interesting. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, pre-game pet talk. So on Saturday, 1.45pm at Spotless Stadium, Carlton take on GWS. Oh, I have nightmares the last time we played them. <laughs> um, the ins for Carlton, Chris Yaron has uh, finally made his return after a stint in the VFL. Cameron Wood, Cameron Wood comes back in the side and Brad Walsh outs. Mark Murphy is out for the season with a shoulder injury. Andrew Carazzo is out with a toe injury. And Christian Yach with a ankle injury. Milestones for Carlton, Sammy Rowe and Tom Bell both play their 50th games. Um, guys, how do we think the game's going to go? Um, do you think we're a chance? Yes. A chance of what? We're always <laughs> right. Showing up. Showing up. <laughs> guys, come on. Oh. We're always a chance. Yeah, we're missing a few critical players to really give ourselves a good shot at it um, just because I think GWS are going to be even though they're resting um, Patton they're still going to be too tall and too big and too skillful forward for us I think and that's what that's where it's all going to fall down even if we can kick a decent score I think they're just going to be able to outscore us so we are you know but that's not to say that we're not without a chance if everyone plays with the intensity and passion that they did against Melbourne um, then you know anything could happen so but yeah I feel for Patrick Cripps who's pretty much a lone uh, midfield star um, I was going to say at, at the start of the year would you have predicted a game where we were uh, a midfield where we were missing Murphy Gibbs Judd Carazzo, Thomas. <laughs> yeah, unreal. I Graham. mean, would you... Pre- Graham, yeah, well, Graham wasn't at the start of the year. Oh, no, yeah, okay, I'm oh, sorry. All right, <laughs> carry on. God damn it, Shandor. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like... <laughs> I mean, for God's sake, I'm going to have to do a I'm I'm out of here. you. Your lack of attention. <laughs> oh, um, but that's that, that's oh, a decimated midfield, isn't it? So, you know, Patrick Cribbs, I mean, we know he's our best midfielder anyway, probably, aside from Mark Murphy, but... Um, we're sort of Cripps, number one. Uh, Kurnow is probably our second best midfielder. Um, you know, Tommy Bell and um, then what have we got? Wiley and we're really. This is, yeah. This is amazing. Uh, Mick Holman couldn't even crack it for a game. Yeah, that's so, really strange. Mm, I think uh, while we are a chance to win, I think we'll be up against it for the reason mentioned about our depleted midfield. And the other one is I was um, last week against Melbourne with uh, our our fitness to run out the game. Obviously, wasn't as good as Melbourne, so I think JWS might top us there as well because once again, due to our our injuries and you know having to play so many depth players. And then the other one is I noticed as soon as Mark Murphy came off the field, uh, that leadership aspect from the lack of senior players was gone again. Yeah, People I think say he doesn't have much leadership, yeah. but the second he walked off that field, yeah. he saw the difference. Fell apart. 
and it meant yeah. they had one less star of you know not that there were too many to begin with um, yeah, but, for them yeah, to look one after. Person doesn't make that that yeah. much of a difference oh, that quickly. Yeah, but it's it's like a two for one swap. You know, now mm. a Melbourne midfielder doesn't have to worry about Murphy. He can go and create his own thing because no one yeah. else is going to be anywhere near as damaging for us well, other than Cripps. Unless you know, he so. tries to yeah watch Cripps. Yeah, I I, I get what you're saying, mm. but um, it's not like we were one person down on the field. Like we still had even yeah. numbers and they still yeah. had someone to watch. While it's not Mike Murphy, but um, everywhere on the ground, the direction that they, they were getting and the leadership fell away instantly. Mm. And he's been in such good form, it just shows how important he's been. Mm. Yeah, he doesn't stand there and yell at them, like, on camera and stuff, but it's a different type of leadership. Yeah, well, I'd rather him be himself than lead, like, someone like Brendan oh, definitely. Gotter, who has a PhD in pointing. <laughs> <laughs> Where do I get one of those? That sounds good. It, that should be a stat, honestly. Ask Eddie Maguire, where you get the PhD in pointing. Dr. Yeah. Shander? Or, anyway. or Sam Newman. Who's who's going to be our captain this week? Is it uh, does it come down to Jamo or um, or Sammy Rowe? Just give it to Cripps. <laughs> Rowe's in the leadership group, isn't he? In- Sorry, Rowe is. Isn't yeah. Jamo and Rowe? Aren't they? I think I'm not sure. I think he is. Anyway, just give it to Cripps because imagine imagine can you see a kid not winning the Rising Star after having such a dominant season and also being captain? Well, oh, yeah. I don't know. I can see both sides of the argument uh, for the Rising Star thing. But um, it might be a bit too early to throw the 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 C onto. And to I don't really, I can't. I'm running out of big head jokes for Watson. Would you mm. like some more? No. So like, if we give Cripps the captaincy, his head might get bigger. I I, I actually just wanted, to, I actually wanted just wanted to raise Sam Sam Rowe's name because um, I forgot to mention what a what a great game he had last weekend. Back in form again. Yeah, he did have a good he one. Is. And it's his fiftieth this week, which I think is pretty impressive. Considering his story, which we all we all know about, so Shandog and I, as co-chairs of the <laughs> Sam Rowe fan club, I'm sure we'll be watching his game very closely. That's How did we miss Tommy Bell when we're talking about the midfield? Oh yeah, he's well, he's no, still I with know. us for another couple of games, isn't he? Yeah, no, I, me- I mentioned. Did you mention? Oh, so he's paying attention again. Although, although he is named centre half forward. So, yeah, of uh, course he is. Do you reckon we've ever tricked anybody in the history of the world? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't think look so. at it, you're like, oh my god, Bell's playing centre half forward. This changes everything. Yeah, I, I don't think uh, it worked when Kevin Sheedy used to do it with Matthew Lloyd in the nineties by naming him as the back pocket. <laughs> I think on the AFL app on my phone, Cade Simpson is lined up directly against Cam McCarthy. I don't think that's going to work out so well for us. <laughs> there was, however, a contest um, last week against Melbourne where one of the Melbourne forwards, I can't remember which one, didn't have an opponent, so Dilbucks had to go stand on him. And he was looking around nervously, waiting for another bigger Carlton defender to come back and pick him up because the size difference was huge. <laughs> oh, Dilbucks can beat anyone, though. So no, he, he was looking quite worried. He would, no, have, he tried. He would have put in 120 million percent effort. But he just wasn't tall enough. <laughs> well, he'll he'll grow. He'll be fine. <laughs> so, shovel some shit on him. So we got absolutely smashed for pace last time we played GWS. Um, so I'm I'm hoping we can at least keep up with a little bit of effort and the the tweaks to the game plan and and whatnot uh, that make us look. Maybe we can the ball movement will might be a little bit better. We might be close to our man, and we won't look like we're swimming in treacle on the on the day. But um, I, I still, yeah, I think, what have we got, 12 players that have played 50 games or less. That's um, pretty telling. We're going to get smashed, do it the right way, and get smashed the GWS way. Yes, <laughs> GWS. 
That's what you said last week, wasn't it? Oh, that it was, was some, somebody said it. Yeah, no, I think what? you said it, ODN. That uh, if, yeah, we, if we're going to get beaten, it. do it. Do it while we're playing. You know, the younger yeah. guys getting games into them. So yeah, do it the GWS way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, geez, I come out with some good stuff. I don't even know. <laughs> 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 oh, why am I worried about Cryptid getting any bigger? <laughs> um, all right, um, so we're all tipping a, a great win. Fantastic. Um, all right, folks, I think we'll leave it there. Uh, another good night, full of uh, fun, merriment, mirth, and all the uh, all the usual stuff. Um, thank you very much for coming in, Happy Do. You're welcome. Thank you. He's always, he's always so enthusiastic. Uh, thank you for having a shout, Shandog. Good stuff, Tando. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. uh, maybe it was so nice having you back. Thanks, guys. All right. Let's hope. Uh, let's hope the Blues put up a good account uh, against GWS this weekend. Go Baggers. Go Blues. Go Blues. I'm a black, 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 black,